Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, episode number 156. I am your host, Wendy Batten, and I am incredibly happy that you're here. So grateful to have you listening today. Before we jump into today's episode, I still want to remind everybody, if you are attending H&H Americas, I would love to know if you are a retailer that is making a living from the craft and creative industry, I want you to come along and visit us in Chicago at the trade show. It's June 21st to 23rd. It is at the Donald E. Stevens Convention and Conference Center in Chicago, Illinois. It's right by the airport. H&H Americas is an incredible trade show uh, for today's creative business environment. So what does that mean? (laughs) It means that there is going to be incredible places for us to learn about trends, be able to speak to vendors, other creatives, and it's designed specifically for retailers. So we have a discount code for you to use if you would like to join us uh, at H&H Americas. I will be speaking. I'm doing two episodes. Uh, Two episodes? No, my friend, I'm doing two teaching sessions. (laughs) to to teaching session it's a conference it's a conference plus a trade show so that's what makes it a little bit unique and I really love that about it if you would like a free exhibit pass that's for the trade show use code CST23 and we will have the link Uh, it's H&H Americas you can google that and use CST23 or check in the show notes but it's going to be a great session so the CST23 is going to give you a free exhibit pass but if you want to join me inside the conference part of it inside of the conference parts there's a separate registration so just check for that i'm going to be teaching two sessions one on how to really step into our role as a ceo from a hobby mindset to a ceo and there's a whole lot of things going on there it's going to be a great session it's one of my more popular sessions and i'm also going to be teaching a session on um understanding how to teach a workshop and how to get people to show up to your events and to your workshops and how to be how to have them become loyal customers that stick around after just and how to really throw an amazing workshop or event in your shop so I hope you'll join me I'm also if there's enough interest I might be doing a meet and greet we'll be chatting about that a little bit later as well but please reach out if you have any questions about H&H Americas I would love to see you in Chicago I am so excited about this so it is June 21st to 23rd I am excited to be there so hope you'll join me there as well too okay one of the things I also wanted to do today before we jump into our session is our new shout out I don't know new thing I don't know what we're calling this but I wanted to add a little retailer love to all our episodes so today's retailer love shout out is to inner circle member Gina Andes so she owns the vintage charm homestead in Long Grove Illinois and she has been tossed a lot of challenges and hardships in the last few months I just keep watching this woman you know just struggling I hate saying struggling because she's just showing up so beautifully but it's been like one dodgeball after another and maybe you can relate have you ever had times where it's like all right like enough but I just wanted to do a shout out to Gina say I see you I see how you've been showing up for your family I see how you've been showing up for your beautiful business I see how you are doing true CEO retailer things and you're just you're asking for help you're leaning into our inner circle community when you need to you know you're not making excuses you're moving forward but 
what I love is that you're also hopefully, and I see this, I think, you know, moving the goalposts to accommodate our life, right? When I say moving the goalposts, what I mean is I'm watching Gina, like, we all have hopes and dreams and things that we want to get done. And we just have to make adjustments. So we can have all those goals. And we can really want things to happen. But again, life gets in the way and our businesses are built, hopefully around our life being able to accommodate both right so she's moving the goal post she's moving the goals I see you Gina I see your customers see you and I know it's hard you're doing a great job I want to encourage our listeners here today go give um, Gina at the Vintage Homestead a follow and you know make sure we're all showing up true in our own businesses so a little retail shout out little retailer love and shout out to you Gina I just I just think the world of our inner circle members and I really am seeing all the things that you're doing, Gina. So, okay, let's get on with the show. Today, we are going to be talking about ways to improve our merchandising for better sales. So we do all know that increasing our sales is crucial for success of our business. Kind of duh, right? But one really effective way to do this, and I really truly believe in it, and helping our customers who are already in our shop is through effective merchandising. Now, merchandising is not about just pretty displays. That is part of it. (laughs) We have to make them beautiful and luring and enticing. So it really helps. But it's also about designing and displaying things in our store and making our store layouts and the products in different ways that attract our customers and encourage them to buy. So yes, they're attracted by the beautiful things, But also, or and also, we need to make sure we're doing it in a way that encourages sales. So when this is done correctly, merchandising can really influence our buyer's behavior. Um, It helps our customers also with their shopping goals. And it keeps them, you know, kind of loyal to our store when they feel really good about shopping with us. A lot of this happens kind of behind, not behind the scenes, but it happens intuitively for some of us but not always for our customers. They don't even realize what's happening. So it also can help, obviously, with our higher order value. It's going to increase our sales, again, with the customers that are already in front of us. It can also help us move those new arrivals and slow-moving inventory and, you know, make things go a little quicker for us. So we need to understand the importance of effective merchandising And I'm going to share some tips today in this episode, and hopefully they will help you out. I honestly think they'll make a difference this weekend. If you implement these these strategies, there are these tips this weekend. This is just a little tiny taste of things that I think you can implement quickly. If you're a retailer's inner circle member, and if you're not, why not? You can join us. You know, you know that hopefully we have a full masterclass inside the inner circle. So those of you listening that are already inner circle members and you may have forgotten about this, um, if this sparks a like, oh, yeah, I got to get on this kind of thought. We have that full masterclass uh, inside the inner circle. It's in the headquarters under masterclasses and you'll see where it says merchandising. So go on in and grab that and get some more today. It's going to be six ways that I think we can improve our shop's merchandising. And again, this weekend, I think we can do it this weekend. All right, let's go. Let's get on with the show. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. 
Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Okay, as we jump into merchandising, one thing I wanted to remind you or maybe to reframe your thinking about merchandising is this is a great thing to add to your CEO date. So those of you who do CEO dates or take time and are always asking me, how do I work on my business, not in it, doing a CEO date is what I suggest and that's what my inner circle members do. So make merchandising part of your simple serve strategy, which is part of our marketing framework. So what we share regularly about the five parts of our our marketing framework and that's what we talk about on a CEO date and our we have a I know if you're listening and you're an inner circle member and if you're not and you're not an inner circle member, when you sit down to plan out your quarter, your week, your month, whatever you're doing, make sure part of your strategy is how am I serving my clients to the best possible ability, but not just in service, like actually merchandising so that you can make this sale. So selling, how are we selling to our customers? That is a strategy or that is a part of our CEO date that we really need to pay attention to literally how are we selling to them and get your promotional calendar out and think of these strategies as you're going through that framework every week okay so add merchandising to your serve question is what I guess what I wanted to say Um, how am I serving and selling to my customers this week so let's get through these six tips and again I think all of these are implementable implementable is that a word anyway implementable this week this weekend for you so you can you know see what happens and start measuring and looking and paying attention and be curious about the results of what's happening here okay number one offer repeat exposure on select items so that you can maximize their sales So what do I mean by that? So use cross merchandising or multiple merchandising to increase the sell through rate, meaning the number of things that we sell of of new arrivals, maybe it's slow moving things or something specific you really want to move. So what that means, again, (laughs) to go deeper, is take an item and merchandise it in multiple places around your shop. So thinking about, you know, putting it near the cash wrap or the POS area, also thinking about spacing it in different areas. For example, if you have a new line of candles, let's say, and it has a high margin and you really want to promote it and you want people to know about it and you also want to move it really, you know, you want to move it and you want people to know about it you have a feature display. More than likely you have a section in your shop that's the candle display or the feature display. But do that and place them around the shop. So let's think about like on a table display or in a, maybe you have a bath or spa display area. I don't know, whatever else, wherever else a candle would make sense and have it placed in a few different areas. This will show your customers the different ways. We all know that customers need visual cues and how they can think about how they can use our product or where they can use our product or why, or they may have missed the big giant beautiful feature or they walked by it thinking they didn't need candles, but then they see it there and it's like, oh, that's really smart. So thinking about different ways to show your customers in in multiple places. So that's 
offering repeat exposure of a product, right? So we want to think about doing it that way. We can also we can also use the same you know, for any kind of product, I'm trying to think of other examples, but you know, any kind of product that you're doing, show your customers different ways to use that. You can also use consistent signage about that product, like a little reminder saying candles are great for whatever, right? Just a little tiny dips, which actually brings us into number two, which is consistently communicating with signage. So kind of topping off on the, on the exposure part, Number two is consistently communicating with signage. So what I mean by that is, and I know we've had podcast episodes in the past about uh, signage and the, you know, how that works. And we call signage the silent salesperson, right? But how do we do that to, in merchandising? How do we do that to elevate and to increase our merchandising? So I want you to walk through your shop and use signage in all of the areas that you can think of. Like there's so many different areas and think of it in different cues in like our staff favorites and again being specific about trying to move certain things and whatever it is maybe it's the high margin things or the slow moving things or whatever it is you need to move and you've intentionally identified some things go to that product and think how could we add some signage here around this product that will move it quicker and it can be lots of products but around specific products so customer bestsellers a little tag um, information about the product did you know this lavender's grown or lavender's good for your senses I don't know whatever you can think of to put if it's made locally if there's a story behind it if you can put a little story people love stories I mean we all kind of stop and read when we hear some we, we see something beautiful or we hear a story did you know is a great little sign. Did you know that these are sustainably made and blah, 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 whatever it is. They're, they might not pick up that product and turn it around and read that same story that's maybe on the label or in the tag or maybe there's something else. Just think about where you could include signage that's just gonna nudge a little tiny bit more. Famous quotes are even kind of fun. I was in a shop recently and they had some fun quotes around different products there was a beautiful quote around uh, a beautiful uh, lingerie display the other day in a gorgeous uh, boutique that I was in and you know the quote was very memorable that I can't remember right now (laughs) the quote was you know something about your inner beauty and why not and spoil yourself or whatever it was you know when I read the quote I was like yeah I'm gonna buy that you know (laughs) this beautiful robe and you know those types of things just to spark a little bit in your merchandising. So just think about where you can add some consistent communication and sales. This is a really big part of your merchandising. The next part is, number three is maximizing your POS, your cash wrap area with store and inventory, using that space, merchandising with intention for higher sales. So what do I mean by that, Wendy? I mean, adding like signage and little things inside your or around your area that tell details about, you know, your easy return policy instead of having something. And here's here's how wording matters. Instead of having a sign that says our return policy and then blah, 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 blah. Like put a little sign that says our easy, no fuss, no muss return policy. The difference in how I read that is that I might have been looking at something a little bit 
down, you know, earlier. And I'm like, oh, wow, they have an easy return policy. The, the, the hard line return policy, you can still have the same hard line or whatever, but make sure, well, make sure that's a whole other episode. We've talked about this many times, but make sure that, you know, you have information there that's going to feel good to me when I'm at your cash. So your upcoming events, the fact that you have gift cards, other information that matters. Did you know we have, you know, we also have corporate, we can create corporate or individual gift uh, gift items for you. No, I did not know that. <laughs> so use that area at the cash for informing me in all the other ways that you can serve me. And, and that can be done in beautiful, again, merchant, that's part of our merchandising. Also, don't forget, obviously, we want to increase our average order value, we want to increase buying, we want to increase all of the things by having easy candy-like, no-brainer, grab-and-go things that your customer will just love and you want to have those obviously all around your cash. There's a reason the big bo- big boxes do that or the big guys do that because they are aware that customers love that grab-and-go thing. So let's make sure we have all of those things. That's maximizing our cash wrap area to the best of our ability. So we want to inform them up there and of our other services and other things that might help them make a decision, a buying decision, make them feel good about a buying decision with us. We want to inform them about, again, all the other things that we do. And we also want to make sure that we have products up there that are beautiful and easy for them to say, I have to have that too, right? So, okay, number four, really identifying who your ideal customer is and how they shop. So, This means different things for so many different retailers that I work with, that I have the pleasure of working with, but merchandising your store with your customer in mind, not you in mind. I know that doesn't sound good, does it? But it's not about you, it's about your customer. Obviously the aesthetics and everything in your shop are about, you know, how you want your brand to be, but I want you to think about the way your customer navigates through the store. Consider how the store space is, like, is it easy and is it, you know, is it good for your customer? So think about your ideal client and then I want you to think about different ways that you can serve them. For example, if your clients are always coming in with kids, this was my situation. I had customers always coming in and generally the moms, but sometimes the dads, but mostly the moms and they were coming in and they needed to have my time and my attention to ask me how to, um, you know, with the paint brands or the the projects that they were working on. And the kids were like running around. So that's why kids' corners are invented. (laughs) We had a chalkboard and some, you know, different things also so that the kids would not mess up my displays. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So it was was a win-win for them and for me. But thinking about your ideal client, my ideal client, I had a lot of moms that came in, a lot. So that was a really great incentive. Also thinking about the flow of your shop. So wide aisles, let's say if they're coming in with big shopping bags or strollers or if they're coming in with big strollers or wide shopping bags. And here's a really great example. I have a client who said she, we were working together and she said, you know, Wendy, I'm in a really great area where a lot of people shop and they spend money and there's a lot of foot traffic and they're not coming in. 
and you know, we, we kind of worked through a whole lot of other things, you know, and I'm like, who, and she's like, I don't know why they're not coming in. So she did have clients coming in and they always kind of put their bags down when they were coming in. And she started to think about, you know, should I, maybe I should put an area at the front where they can drop their bags so they can walk around. Her shop was beautiful, but tiny and really delicate. It was really delicate and hard to walk around. So we had a conversation. I'm like, ask these women, (laughs) these regular women that come in. And she started getting feedback that I love your shop, but I find it too hard to walk around with because I'm like, you know, I've always got my big purse and my big, you know, my big bags and everything here. And these were people with money that wanted to sp- wanted to shop with her. I love your shop. I- I'd love to come in, but it's just too, you know, they weren't even really identifying it that way, except other ways like, oh, I, I keep walking by because this, because that. And it was because they couldn't come in with like, it was so hard to get around her shop. So what she thought was charming and beautiful. So she made big effort to open it up and, you know, re-merchandise her shop because it was beautiful before. And she said people would stop and they would look in and they would, ooh, and they would, ah, and they wouldn't come in. So those conversations, again, unscalable conversations that she had with those women and realizing that's a problem, like having a place for them to drop their bags at the front wasn't, you know, most people don't want to leave their bags at the front, right? So she re-merchandised her store and what a difference it has made. People come in, they feel good, they shop, they linger, they buy, right? So consider your ideal customer, pay attention, get curious, like watch them, see where they go in your shop, see the flow. It's, you know, is it, easy to shop, you know, are they not buying anything that's below the waist? Sometimes customers just won't bend down. There's lots of places that they won't. You know, is it easy to get the clothing? Do you have too many, like, do they not want to ask for help? There's certain types of people, there's certain types of clients that will never say, do you have this in a size, whatever? Like, do you have to have, should you have all of the sizes out? You know, those are the things that only we can tell by by paying attention and paying attention to our merchandising and paying attention to our customer, but coming from a point of knowing our ideal customer to a T. And again, if you're an Inner Circle member, we have an ideal customer worksheet in the masterclass. So go have a peek at that. So it's really important to understand who your person is and how they shop and why they're there and what they want and how, you know, are they quick? Are they browsing? You know, all of the things I know that's, that's a big session in itself, but really getting curious and paying attention and just thinking about that. Okay. Number five, let's get through this list. So I don't keep you here all day and get back to doing all these things, right? Offer how do tips uh, within your display. This kind of goes back to your signage. It also goes back to my conversation that I share here on the podcast a lot about maybe doing free demonstrations and being really open, but incorporating how-to tips and hands-on demonstrations and opportunities for your customer to engage and to encourage, it will encourage them like to, if they can touch and feel and that's why they're in your shop, right? (laughs) That's why they come to to real in-person shops. They want to touch and feel and see. So I have a client who has a touch bar. That sounds that always sounds funny when I say that, but a touch bar, you know, it's, it's all the different types of samples of the way all the fabrics feel. I have another client who has paint bars. We had a paint bar, you know, with all the different, um, 
types of paints that we sold and you could take them out and try them. We had, we used to have like a, a chair in the middle of our shop that on Saturdays, you know, we'd let, we'd have a can of paint and a paintbrush and we'd let them use the really beautiful paintbrush and see how easy it was to paint a chair. And like people would start and they couldn't stop. And then guess what? They would envision and imagine themselves back at home you know, it, it's possible for them, right? It was possible for them. They could, they could imagine that they could paint the furniture at home. So what do you need to do to offer hands-on tips and encouragement for whatever it is you're selling? And that can be like a broad range of things. So informing your customers as well, it can be as simple as QR codes that lead to a video or a, hey, thanks for asking about this. Here's a list of our YouTube channel. Here's a list to, you know, whatever it is, you know, QR codes are still popular. You know what? All, I feel like everybody's using them now. Like my 80 year old dad is using them. So, you know, they are more popular People understand them. It's the big revival, right? Since the pandemic, it's the, it's the one thing that's back and seems to be really popular. If that's not ideal for your client, have little handout cards or whatever you need to do, but that's part of your merchandise. That's part of your display. How can you merchandise really effectively so that your customers feel like they can get a demonstration or an explanation of what's happening and how can they touch and feel and do and see about your product? Okay, number six, making sure that your prime real estate spot in your store is effectively being used. So what do I mean by that? Again, pay attention to your most valuable area in your shop, the area that everybody goes to. Usually it's like the feature product. It's the feature, you know, at the very beginning, maybe it's to the direct right or wherever it is in your shop that everybody stops at, everybody buys from. Do not waste that space with low margin items or things that are not valid. You know, you need to use that space. That is your job to make sure that you're effectively paying attention to all of that, uh, to that area so that you're making the most margins and you're making the most money from that space. So hopefully that made sense. Maximizing your high, high margin products there is basically you want to use your real estate (laughs) for good, right? So let's go through the six things again. I hope those all made sense to you. Again, merchandising, not just for beauty and everything, you know, feeling good because that's important, but we also want to make sure that we're merchandising to sell. Like there's a difference there, my friends. So we want to offer repeat exposure on select items. That was number one. Number two, we want to consistently be communicating all the things with our customers with signage. Number three, we want to maximize the area around our cash wrap and our POS area, our our, uh, checkout area. Number four, we want to identify our target customers and how they shop, making sure that our shop is there for them. It's, it's, it's happy for them to, to shop and give us their money. Right? Number five, offer how-to tips with your display and making sure that we're incorporating you know, demonstrations or hands-on examples of what our customers want, are using, or what we're selling. And number six, Number six, making use of prime real estate spots in your shop. So there you are, my friends. I hope those six things are all doable. I think they are in all different ways. I hope this has sparked some curiosity in your merchandising and revisiting it. We all have these beautiful 
shops. I know if you're listening to me, you have a beautiful shop. I really want you to take it to the next level, whatever level that's at for you, and really get effective with your merchandising. It's so crucial right now to optimize again all of the customers that come in who are already in our shop or who have come into our shop and we really want to make sure that we're serving them to the best of our ability and what they need right so hopefully this has all made sense so thank you my friends for joining me today I am super excited to be sharing some best of series coming up there's lots of other fun things coming up I hope if anything here has sparked or if you're interested you know the retailers inner circle is open and it is um, my you know I'm very excited we also have our retail made simple course now on the front end of the retailers inner circle which is my four-part very popular course that does it's not standalone anymore it's all part of the retailers inner circle so you take that and then you jump into the group and you lean in it is an amazing community of helpful forward-thinking retailers who are just you know I always want to say like they're very thoughtful high-touch passionate retailers and I'm so proud to kind of like host that container and it's not all about me and what we do but we do have all the resources and libraries it's about the community that's inside so I hope you'll consider joining us if you're not a member already and if you are a member come on in and let me know if this has been helpful to you and jump into that masterclass about merchandising if this has sparked anything for you we have a lot more tips inside the masterclass all right my friends we will see you next week thank you for being here have a great rest of your day and again we'll see you next week here on the creative shop talk podcast well that's it for this week's episode of the creative shop talk podcast i'm so glad that you're here to join us this week and i hope you found value in what we're sharing here i want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes you can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me if I can support you in any way whatsoever please feel free to reach out so thanks for joining us please leave a review subscribe if you can and never miss an episode we hope to see you back here again next week thanks my friend have a great week